Hello, and welcome to the Marysville Journal Tribune podcast. My name is Michael Williamson, and I'm here today with Tim Miller, Journal Tribune sports editor, Alexi Pavlov, Richwood Gazette sports editor, Bob Putman, sports writer, and Chad Williamson, managing editor for the Journal Tribune. All right, so continuing our playoff conversation, last week we had two teams contending. Uh, now we have one team that's in and one team that's out. So where do you guys want to begin? Well, we'll begin with uh, Fairbanks's playoff game last Saturday evening. They went up to Allen East, which is uh, near Lima, and the final score was Allen East twenty-eight to seven over Fairbanks. That ended Fairbanks's season. I know to some people that may sound like a lopsided score. Uh, it was a decisive type game, but it certainly wasn't an embarrassment. It was close to the half, wasn't it? Yeah, it was se- seven nothing at halftime. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't an embarrassing game by any stretch of the imagination for Fairbanks. They just turnovers and penalties. What did it? Fairbanks threw four interceptions, and they haven't been a team that's passed the ball much this year. But Allen East did a decent job of stopping their running game. So to try to mix it up give them something else to look at. They tried to go to the air, and Fairbanks threw some nice passes, just were off target. Uh, There was one interception in particular in the second half, and by this time Fairbanks had to throw the ball because they were running out of time. But it was was uh, like a halfback option pass. Uh, The quarterback, A.J. Landon, pitched it out to Ethan Kais who was last year's starting quarterback, and Ethan threw the ball right on the money uh, to Grant Roush at about the four-yard line, but the Allen East kid just took it right out of Grant's hands. Mm. He, he just it was, it was there, and all Grant had to do was backpedal about three steps, and he was in the end zone. And that could have, if, that had, if he had scored on that play, it could have made it a, a different ball game, who knows, but... Uh, the kid from uh, the Mustang team, he just, he just, they both grabbed the ball about the same time, and the kid from Allen East had a little bit better grip on it than, than Grant did. But, but you get to that level, you've got to take care of the football as best you can. And when you get behind the sticks with penalties or you, you throw it up or that, lose it on the ground, that's going to kill you. That is the problem in being a, a run first team or a predominantly run team is that you just don't have the game reps of throwing it when it needs to happen. You know, you, you throw it, if you don't do it normally, you throw it when you want to, not when you have to. And right. Or if you try to switch from a ground, 90% ground game, to having to come from behind and throw the ball. When were the interceptions? Were they most second half or was they? One of them was in the first half. Three of them when they had to throw, they the, had ball. To throw the ball. Yeah. Uh, the first half one was, well, if you – we haven't been able to run as much as we'd like, so let's try something different. And it didn't turn out real well. Was Allen East were they physical? They were physical. They weren't they weren't overly big. They weren't as big as the Paint Valley team that Fairbanks had beaten the week before. But you could just tell that they were and they were scrappy, physical and scrappy. Their their line again wasn't on either side of the ball wasn't anything of exceptional size, but. Uh, they just both teams got after each other and and the thing that I've always said about Fairbanks kids regardless of the sport they'll never quit on you and Fairbanks kids played to the to the last second and they just got too far behind and they didn't have the offense to play catch up to go to the penalties um 
What's what's kind of the turnover like? Because I, I know that there are some guys who play defensive line that also play offensive line. Did do you think that maybe fatigue had something to do toward with it? down in the second half? Toward in the second and half. It, and it didn't help matters that Fairbanks lost two key players early in the game to injuries. Riker Green, who has been a, a very good running back who spelled some of their starting running backs, he went out. The last I heard, it could be some ligament damage to his ankle, which could, you know, I don't know if he's going to be able to play basketball this year. Holtzman, one of their 2A linemen, he was on crutches with a knee problem. They think he dislocated his kneecap. And I told him, I said, no, it's right there. But he, <laughs> he said, no, it's, it's there, but it's not where it should be. <laughs> what were they getting flagged for? Uh, there were some false starts and some, you know. Hold, well, I would – I would anticipate if you're a there were some holding if you're a run yeah. first team and all of a yeah. sudden you have to pass block yeah. nine out of ten plays yeah. well that's not that's your bread a, and butter that's yeah. a different change of pace yeah. and you know they missed the, the officials missed a couple late hits on both teams so that evened each other out but you know there were some some of your garden variety holding penalties that will put you behind the sticks and how senior laden were they what have they got coming back uh, or are they going to lose a lot they're they're losing rye ordenstoffer they're losing a couple of starting linemen joe kinsley's graduating landing the quarterback is a junior brogan green will be back next year he'll be a senior next year uh, Riker will be a junior next year. Holtzman will be a junior next year. So they got some skill. There's so there's some skill people. You got some back. line. You get some line in front of those guys. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty good jumping off point, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really, Fairbanks had a nice postseason. You know, we had talked before. They they had those last three killer games on their regular season schedule that was just a, a nightmare for them. And probably will be next year. Well, I was going to say, it may not, may not be the last three games, but they're going to play those teams. Yeah, yeah. they'll play yeah. those teams. If, if somehow you could sep- get some separation yeah. between yeah. those three teams, that would be better. But, you know, they went down to Payne Valley uh, two weeks ago and beat a team that was bigger and stronger. And then, you know, again, those two injuries that they had early in the game didn't help, and having to play catch-up. Athletes are athletes, though, you know. It, yeah. And it does matter on the size. We've seen that with Marysville's defensive line. Yeah. They don't look like anything special at all. They, In fact, they're they're very small. But if you're athletes yeah. or, and if you're coached yeah. well, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll get uh, And you ball. also would think that maybe uh, a second year of being able to, to make the transition from wide open – pass the ball every down to what they were running you know, a, a second year of that uh, mm-hmm. if they get enough kids coming back uh, they don't have to they don't have to use the August time right to it's get a, that in there they will they were already knowing yeah I saw them for one game and actually only a half do they run Marysville runs that inside counter that inside it's like a reverse they hand the ball off going one way and hand it off to the wing coming back in. They call it their joker play. It can go for big yards against teams that know it's coming. Does does Fairbanks run that? They don't run. When they go inside, they, they just put the ball in yeah. Ry Orton's hands, and he just takes bodies. It's a nice him. misdirection. I, I wonder the more they run, like you're saying, they get familiar with that offense. Yeah, so I don't know. North Union did that a lot this year with that reverse play from their from their double wing. Yeah. Um, and we're pretty successful with it. I don't think that you know Fairbanks really had the top end speed for something like that. You know what I mean too. So 
Well, I mean, you, I mean, you, they have hard runners. You have to hold yeah. the line of scrimmage. You let yeah, any yeah. penetration on that yeah. thing, and it, it oh, could be yeah. a nightmare. Right. So. Yeah. Well, Ry Orton, when he took the ball, he left bodies lying in the in yeah. his wake. So He's they're going to miss. They're going to miss yeah, him. I've seen. So, but you know, Fairbanks finished at six and six, which. That's kind of an odd-looking record for a high school team, but you know, with the way the playoffs were. I wonder if Patrick would have been set up this year. I wonder if he'd be happy with that coming in. I wonder if. I mean, five hundred doesn't sound incredible, but he had to be looking at that 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 end of the season and some of the names on his schedule this year, and and running a new offense. And, yeah, you know, there were a lot of things in there. I wonder if he was hoping for better or I, about where he wanted to be. I don't know. I I think. Probably again with with a new starting quarterback, new offense. Um, I, I think he's pretty well pleased. I, I know he was pleased with the effort all year long. He praised his team to the hilt as far as the effort they gave. And what and year is this for him in terms of coaching? This is Patrick's seventh year. Seventh year. Okay. Yeah. And quite honestly, they got a really nice playoff win two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I, I think yeah. that was a big win for them. Well, something to build on it. It's it's the first playoff win they'd had since two thousand. Wow. And this is the again it was a, it was the first time in twenty two years they got to the second round of the playoffs. And they had to go on the road to get it. Yeah. Wow. So you know. Yeah. Well, that leaves us with one team. Left. Same. The Holy Monarchs. Same thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't want to say it's boring, but they have played the same game like the last five weeks. They just hammering people, and they allow like a late touchdown or a late score or two, and, it, and it, they're just, they just sit on people. Do you but, think that's for sympathy now? <laughs> you know what? It's not sympathy, but they, they definitely are getting their younger guys reps, and, yeah. you know, they're also not those, the guys that – once the other team crosses the fifty, they put their starters back in. They let their yeah. their backups go at it. But anyway, not to derail it, but go ahead. But I'll take boring. Yeah. Well, it's I'll not boring. boring. It's not boring. It's just the same thing. Yeah. You know, well, they I'll get they get great special boring. team plays. I'll take the same. I'll take repetition. Yeah. As long as it's successful. Yeah. Well, when you have a team like that, Chad, the the idea is to go in and take care of things early. And don't don't give that team a chance to think they can win. They Perrysburg abandoned the run probably very, the first very series. Early. It yeah. was, I mean, it was they were getting nothing, and you could see that they they scuttled any idea of, of trying. What up. what did they do well on? You know what I wrote down. It's nothing a coaching stat. Well, maybe we got to do the roundup right. kind of of it first. It ended up forty two to six. Mm-hmm. Marysville, you know, three hundred and forty yards rushing held uh, Perrysburg to under 50 yards rushing. But they did allow Perrysburg 170 yards passing, Mm. Um, which it didn't feel like it watching the game. It didn't feel like they got that much. But I guess when you look back and think of it, they hit some screen passes. Mm -hmm. Now, and like I said, I'm not telling anybody, anybody that watches that film is going to see it. But that was something I have wondered about all year because a team that whose defensive line gets after the quarterback like Marysville that screen pass is always a danger now maybe it's a good thing that they got exposed a little bit of it in the second round against an inferior team and you know maybe they say like hey guys I know you guys want to just haul butt to the quarterback every play but if it feels like it was a little too easy maybe break down and uh start looking for that running back slipping in behind you yeah because they did they did hit a couple of screen passes in there that I think that had some chunks of yardage so you know, but 
they keep they keep scoring with multiple guys. You know, Kratowskis, the sophomore, had nice runs again. Scored I a li- touchdown. I like him a lot. He gives them, you know, good hook. You know, and they've got two underclassmen running backs coming back that will be coming back next year anyway, and he just gives them a third. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really nice. You know, he's getting reps. He's getting yards. Griffin Johnson had almost had 126 yards rushing and a touchdown. Gave – Powers had 93 on just eight carries, you know, three touchdowns. Kratowskis had one, and that, that picture I put in the paper, he hit some kid. Some kid tried to fill at the last minute, and he hit him right at the goal line, and he just knocked him down and stood over him right at the goal line. <laughs> Tim's favorite play, though, and, and what Tim wrote about in the story was Griffin's second carry of the game, and I'll let him tell well, it, and he's, and he's absolutely right. The first time that Griffin touched the ball, Perrysburg came in and drilled him for a four-yard loss. Marysville had maybe a six-yard gain, six, eight-yard gain on first down, and yeah. then lost. And then lost on, four on yards on that. Yeah. So they and get back you, up. And you had thought they would hand it in. They had put them on the podium <laughs> to get to give them the state they championship. They were jumping trophy. up and down like Their it was fans. Thanksgiving, New Year's Eve, and the 4th of July. Because apparently there was some together. chirping on social media that Marysville was overrated. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, uh oh. So the next play, Griffin Griffin gets up. Next play, they hand it to him, and boom! What, how long was that? Seventy nine. Seventy nine yards. Seventy nine yards. On the, the very on, next play. On the very next play. <laughs> yeah, let me show you. Let me show you that that was a fluke. <laughs> let me show you that that first stop yeah. was a was. But reading the body language from the Perrysburg kids oh, after that touchdown, it was like. You see, those de- you see those deflatables that go bad on the Macy's Thanksgiving uh, Day Parade? It's like, they, They've seen what Marysville's doing to people in the first half. They they, they they wanted to try to have a stop and get some momentum. and They didn't yeah. have a stop. Yeah. They had a stuff. The thing about getting into an opponent's head, and I kind of you know, sort of like the whole social media aspect of things. The one thing I'll say to Perrysburg is that you don't want to give a hungry man a reason to fight for something <laughs> so like uh like but but the thing about you know trying to get into an opponent's head is you have to do it consistently you can't just do it for one play celebrate i i wouldn't even celebrate at that point if if i made a stop like that it's yeah. it's about the next play and then continuing to do that over and over again oh it was about the next play oh, yeah. oh well i mean the next play maybe if that was a third down stop and you were forcing them to punt but when they got another shot to move the change let alone get into the end zone i mean it it was a little premature and i think it was exactly what marysville, what marysville needed you know it just reinforced that hey these guys think they can come in here and shove us around and that that sequence of two plays set the tone for the rest of the game in yeah. my opinion they were up 28 to nothing at the half and it wasn't even and honestly a lot of those passing yards were a lot in the second yeah. half it you know they absolutely stuffed them in the first half and it, it was over yeah do you, did you want to touch on the fact that they almost scored in the first half? Oh yeah, that was because that yeah. was that was pretty interesting. They they almost they Mar- almost Marys- broke Marysville's defensive streak of not giving up a touchdown in the first half. Marysville has not given up anything in the first half. Uh, one fumble recovery. One fumble recovery. The offense fumbled okay. and they recovered it. Okay. That's the only points. But the defense hasn't given right. up anything in the first half. Uh, Perrysburg got down to what the, I think it was the one yard. They got line. to the one. Yeah. I can't remember what they hit to get down there. They hit they. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. But they might got down been, there yeah. with about. Might have been one of the screen passes. Seems like it was about a minute and a half left, and yeah. it was like, oh hey. Okay. And on the first play from there, Colton Powers came through, 
and dropped this kid for about a three-yard loss and was probably the second hardest hit I've ever heard on a high school field. <laughs> the first being Chase Blackburn and at Ben Logan on a punt. When he hit, Ben Logan used to line up with two punt returners. One dropped back to take the ball. The other one stepped up. Chase Blackburn, who played in the NFL, was the long snapper, and he was coming. And he hit that kid that stepped up and rolled him past the ball carrier, no. past the kid with the ball. And the, that sounded like a rifle shot when he hit him. But I'm telling you, Colton for just a play with a linebacker slicing through and hitting a ball carrier right after a handoff, it was it was a loud impact. And it again set a tone. And then on the next play, well, that series ended with an interception. I believe it was the next play. Yeah, it was tipped. Christian McCartney tipped the pass, and Griffin Johnson came up with the interception, and that preserved their no touchdowns by our defense in the first half strength. So. Was it a first and goal at the one? Yeah. Okay. With about a minute and a half, so they yeah. had time, too. Yeah. yeah. They had time to get in there or even kick a field goal. What so, have even done? So did Marysville cheer like the uh, Prairie Bird? Uh, you know what? They were, <laughs> they were pretty excited about that. Yeah. I think they know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not – I wouldn't say it's an obscure stat, but – like you talk about setting it's, a tone. That's that's a, that's a number people will see, mm-hmm. will know, and mm-hmm. and and coaches can say, mm-hmm. okay. Even the Marysville coaches, we haven't let them score yet. Right. So, well, as we were going to say, uh, go up another rung of the playoff ladder this week. It's the regional semifinals. We thought we were going to lock out there, oh, and uh, I was one happy. <laughs> I was one happy fool on Sunday morning. <laughs> Chad texted me Sunday afternoon and said, "We're playing in Bell Fountain on Friday," and I thought, "Yes." <laughs> and so, my first thought though was, "That doesn't seem quite fair." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really was. It like, seems, that was my first. That's going to be like a home game. I mean, that I, seems honestly, fair to me. Do you know how incredible that would have been? Because Bell Fountain Marysville games used to be incredible because of Honda. Those are the two communities. And I know that those Honda crowds from over there, from over around Bell Fountain, would have come to watch Marysville play. So you would have doubled up Marysville's crowd. I mean, it would have been ridiculous. When you say Honda crowds, Mm -hmm. can you describe that for someone like myself who has no idea what that means? Honda is such a big facility. Right. You know, thousands of people that they draw in workers mm-hmm. from clear down to Springfield, Dayton area, mm-hmm. Columbus, but predominantly over around Bell Fountain. A lot of people located in Bell Fountain and around Marysville. Okay. And so the two big focal regions of their workforce work there. So when Marysville and Bell Fountain used to play, it was a rivalry game just because all the dads and fans were out at Honda talking smack all week That's or all cool. season. That's and really cool. so they had really good gates. A but lot of people were good. The teams were good back then. The schools were a little closer in size back then. Not They're not so much now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think you would have had a lot of the Honda crowd coming to watch Marysville from over there, and it would have it would have really probably swelled. And then up. Monday. And then Monday came, <laughs> and our chins hit our chest because— I blame Whitmer. I think they cried <laughs> and whined about it. And uh, well— Rightly so or not. I'm going to say, can you blame them? Rightly so or not. They can get a hotel or something like that. Yes, we can. Well, the way Tim Street from the OHSA explained it to me early this morning was they had the two schools correctly, Lima Senior and Bell Fountain. They had just put the wrong game in the wrong destination. They had Marysville and Whitmer playing at Bell Fountain. They had Finley and Springfield 
playing at Lima. So we've just you know, so that would have been the same thing. That would have been the same thing for Finley. Yeah, Finley would have would have yeah. had a next door game. So Springfield would have driven halfway across the state. Yeah. So we're going to go up to Lima on Friday night to play Toledo Whitmer, and uh, Toledo Whitmer is the number four seed in Region Two. They're going to bring a ten and two record into the game. Now I, I searched all over, could not find a whole lot. Of stats about them, they're they like to run out of the spread. They've got a pretty good running back by the name of Jalen Young. The only stat I was the only numbers I was able to find for him. Uh, they played a game earlier this season against Holland Springfield, beat them 49 to 16. That's not our Springfield, backyard Springfield, but it's called Holland Springfield. He had 23 carries for 202 yards. The most impressive uh, guy in their offense could be their quarterback by the name of Kevin Hartback, Hornbeak rather. Hornbeak, you say? Hornbeak. I see. Um, it's like a Harry Potter. He's character. he's not he's not like the late Jared Lorenzen. He's not a oh left, the hefty lefty. Yeah, huh? he's not like the hefty lefty because he's not a southpaw. But for a high school quarterback, he's hefty. He goes two thirty five. How tall? Five nine. Uh, no, not five nine. About <laughs> about six two, two thirty five. Central Crossing had a kid was about five nine, two thirty five several <laughs> years ago. Coach's son, he was, and you know what? Quick feet for a kid that size. He's a little yeah. tough to bring down. Uh, I guess he'll carry the ball as well too. He's not going to outrun anybody, but he is hard to bring down. He's a short yardage guy. Yeah, Jalen Young. He's more of their speedster. There was one game where. Uh, Against Fremont Ross, where he carried uh, the Hornbeck beak. beak. Hornbeak. I'm gonna have to beak. proof. I'm gonna have to proof your story. For yeah, you're Hornbeak. Right, you're gonna be writing Hornback. Uh, yeah, I will. I get, uh, I get it down in my mind. Yeah, Hornbeak. But uh, they beat Fremont Ross at one time. Uh, they earlier this season, 49-21, and the quarterback, the big old boy, he carried 19 times and gained 173 yards. So Ooh, lost 17 pounds. <laughs> But uh, whether they're going to be able to run against Marysville, I don't yeah, know. Marysville's, I'm telling you, Marysville's given up only 79 yards rushing on an average per game. So and just like last week, though, we got a common opponent. Though, yeah, they played Dublin Jerome and lost to them. Yeah, they lost to Dublin Jerome, 28-23, second game of the season. And as I've said, and we know what Marysville did to Dublin, Dublin Jerome, it was a month not. Ago. Dublin Drum had a had a pretty good year and a good record, especially coming into that game. But they were not what I would call the most physical team Marysville saw by yeah. any stretch. They they were more finesse than physical. So take that for what it is. It, again, it was early season. It doesn't always mean a lot. But but it's something you can compare with. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how you don't. I mean, you look at that and go, well, I mean, Marysville had absolutely no trouble. Whitmer's guards are going to pull a lot for their running game. And Brett Johnson was telling me Sunday evening, he said, we haven't really seen a team that has their guards pull as much as Whitmer does Man, since we played Austin Town that, Fitch. That's a bad idea against Marysville, I think. You know well, why? So too, because Marysville is so fast on the defensive line, they will be in that guard's yeah. back pocket, and they will take yeah. them right to the right to the ball carrier. Unless they, unless they start miscuing it. Unless yeah. they start sending false cues with their pulling guards. I, 
So Mary's has been really good at reading those things this year against teams too. I mean, so imagine I they pull the guard and Errol Wills over there. He is he is going to be he'll be in that guard's back pocket and he's going right to the ball. Yeah. Like he'll be that guard's twin. I, mean. I, I do not think that's a great game plan against Marysville is to do a lot of pulling unless you're going to try to give misdirection, give mm-hmm. you know. False, false reads. That must also mean they have a lot of faith in their offensive linemen that pull, because usually you don't want to pull that many linemen if, oh, un, so. unless they can do it. Also, who, they, who are they going to hit out there? Yeah, uh, 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 the ends. Marysville's ends are so fast and elusive. What you're going to hit one of the cult, one of the Powers brothers, you know, yeah. coming in around there on, you know, that that's a fool's errand. The, I mean, their guards may pull go out pull out to, to go looking for somebody and the somebody they're looking for is already uh, behind man, them. I'm I, you, I think you're better off against Marysville trying to ISO them and just picking your hole I have, know, I as have opposed a, to I have a question about the rules here in Ohio. So in, in New York we were never allowed to cut. So like in college, right? Like when I was an offensive lineman, I could take a few steps or I could run out and kind of try to chop block somebody. Um, we were about that last night in that Pittsburgh game. Yeah. <laughs> that lift. The yeah. phantom. The phantom. Um, so, but, but in New York, we were only allowed to do that from our stance. And, and once we're out of it, you, the opportunity is gone. So I guess my question is, like, are you allowed to cut? Like, that's the only way that I could. I, mean, I, I don't believe so. I haven't seen it called, though. No. But I, I know. know. You can, I know you can cut at the line of scrimmage. Right. But I honestly I don't know, and the only way I would know that is to have seen it called, and I've not seen it called. Maybe so. they don't do it then. So maybe so, yeah. well, somebody you would think somebody would have done it. Yeah. On now, accident even. Gabe is the middle linebacker, right? He's the outside. outside. He's the outside. The he other and his one brother is the are both outside. Both outside. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not say they don't play both sides of the field. Right, but I'm saying, but they're not. But, one of them's not in the middle. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the only way I could figure out how to really deal with cats like that. You know, just if you try to get out there and cut them. Yeah. And the problem is, there's just there's other people out there too. There's just so many bodies. Yeah. Well, I can't see Whitmer doing anything that's going to catch Marysville off guard because Marysville's defense is so disciplined, and they they just and if somebody makes a mistake, there's four or five guys coming yeah. to cover him up. Yeah, for you're going to have you're going to have help coming. And now they did have a couple of you know Perrysburg did have a couple of passes where they would run play action. They got a couple of guys behind Marysville. But the kid didn't exactly have a cannon, so he would kind of lob it. Marysville's mm-hmm. got enough speed in their secondary mm-hmm. to catch up to it. You know, and they run a thirty-four defense or a fifty or what do they? They run like a four-four four, or four-three. Four, I'm sorry, four-three. Four, four, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, um, uh, Brent said this quarterback can throw deep if he yeah. if he has to. The, the strange thing is the the other side of the brackets where the quarterbacks are. Springfield, yeah, Springfield and Finley both had quarterbacks. quarterbacks so Finley's had, quarterback's a true freshman. Ooh. And he's already he's already getting offers. He's already, he got an offer from Michigan between his eighth grade year and freshman year. Jeez. Yeah, he from going to camps. Well, that's so, uh, that's honestly how so, you do it, though. So you're going to be you're probably going to be hearing about Finley if he if they get any. Of course, if you got a good quarterback, you're going to get receivers from the area start coming at. We saw it with Northmont last year. It's it's going to be interesting. Whitmer's a team. They're averaging almost 39 points a game. Marysville's giving has given up only seventy one points a game, so it's gonna okay, total, total, yeah, <laughs> yeah, total seventy one points total, and that's, and that's a and that's a fake number. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's you know what I'm saying. That's yeah. there's they the starters have given up three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's yeah that's that's on well like the one punt screw up with. With yeah, Delaware sure. You had that. Ago, you had a fumble recovery. Like, yeah, fumble recovery. And, and I'm telling you, six or seven percent of 
what they gave up were second, second and third teamers. Well, uh, as, as far as defense, Whitmer will play a, a four-three like Marysville does. Uh, Brent said their their defensive line penetrates well, holds up the linemen. That gives their linebackers an opportunity to sort of roam free. So they play a more traditional four-three where yeah. the where the down linemen eat up. They're the, going to eat the up blockers, blockers instead of getting past them. Yeah. Yeah. Now they'll walk a linebacker up, you yeah. know, to, to give them a, a hate, five I look. Hate, I hate that kind of technique on but, defense. It's not good. That's what you mean. It's being the down lineman. Well, being 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 the sacrificial lamb because I don't like tell me anything. That's all I did in high school. <laughs> well, that's all I did in high school too. I'm like, when whenever you have players, and I'm not calling myself a skilled defensive player, but I was better than most. I don't understand why you don't utilize the talent that you have on the front line. But who knows? You're just supposed to – if you draw a double team, you've done your job. Mm-hmm. Kudos to you, back then. That's it. Nice. Go down the ground. Just yeah. go down the ground. Yeah. Make a pile. Make a pile. Let the linebackers get there. That's like, no, the I, I hated that. I, I don't know whether Whitmer's seen a, a running offense like Marysville that can just send wave after wave after wave of running backs towards you. Mm-hmm. And it's not just – and three they're yards in a cloud of dust. They, it's two two of the guys are that. Krotowskis and Colton Powers yeah. will hammer you. Yeah. And then then Griffin Johnson is is a pure speed elusive mm-hmm. back. And then Gabe is just vision, stiff arm, speed, good hips. And he he's just he, Gabe's a long loping type. He's of deceptively runner. fast. He, he like he doesn't look like he's. Yeah. Picking them up and putting them down. Like like it's like an effortless run, but it comes like away a, from people. Kind of yeah. like how Colin Kaepernick used to run, honestly. There's truth to that. Yeah. yeah, Colton and Matt are three yards in a cloud of dust. Griffin is I'll get nine yards and you're gonna eat my dust. I, I might lose I might lose yards every now and then. I might take an, a zero game. You know, he's one of those or a keep, minus four and then come back. Keep, that's exactly right. <laughs> Remember, Triad used to have running backs like that where they lose three, lose two, and then break well, 60. I just think in a, in a case like what you're talking about with Marysville, what they like to do, you just really have to focus on what you do and adjust to what they do. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if, if you try to mess with it too much, then you're going to take away from maybe change what you do. You know, make them show you. That they could stop you yeah. before you. Yeah, you know. this isn't the time of year to try anything outlandish or. And I wasn't saying that, but I yeah. mean that's just what they. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, you want to look at what their defense does, yeah. but but know what you can do, and, and okay, now they have to. Yeah. They have to adjust stop, to us. Yes. But, and I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to with Mary. But, I, I but really don't. One of the things is we've talked about that. The Hilliard Darby game was good for Marysville. Darby took him into overtime. It it made Marysville dig a little deep and you know play with some emotion and 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 fight for the win. But Marysville still hasn't trailed all year. No, they have not trailed for one minute the entire season. Yeah. They even against Darby, they had a lead. Darby fought back and tied it, and then they went to overtime. Marysville has not trailed this year, so. What happens when they trail? What happens if somebody hits a big pass or, or returns a punt early in the game and now Marysville, or you know, maybe scores twice? And Marysville has to kind of you know dig back out. They haven't shown the ability to just push it down the field with a passing game or, or a quick strike other they than breaking long runs. They haven't had to. They, they, can, they can just smash you with a running game and yeah, we'll eat the clock. You know what, even if we don't score, we're, we're eating clock. Uh, you and I were talking uh, 
late Friday night back here at the office is if Marysville was the type of team that only averaged 14 points a game, they'd still be fun to watch just simply because of their defense. Their offense, again, like we've talked, their offense is averaging 34 points a game, and it's considered the secondary part of their game. You don't game even, after you don't the even think about it. No. <laughs> nobody, you know, nobody, I, I hate to say it, but nobody talks about their offense. I mean, their offense is potent, mm-hmm. you know, and nobody, all, all you see, oh, that defense, boy, nobody's going to, that defense, nobody's going to get in, you know, puncture that thing. Nobody's going to be able to push through that thing, that defense, that defense, that defense. Well, nobody talks about Marysville's offense because it's not flashy. No. It's just no. a blue-collar, lunch bucket type of offense that we're just going to batter you, batter you, batter you, mm-hmm. and then we're going to run around you. And it's not a sexy offense, but it sure does work. All right. Well, that's the show for this week. Thank you guys for all the great information, and thanks to everyone for listening. If you do enjoy what you hear, please subscribe to the Marysville Journal Tribune podcast pages. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as many other podcast streaming platforms. So be sure and tune into the show next week, and we'll see you on Thursday.